Hi, I'm Luke Bong and I want to welcome you back to the Psychologies for Entrepreneurs podcast. This is EFM, the online radio station for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Hello listeners, welcome back to another episode of Psychology for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Luke Bong, author of Entrepreneur DNA. Now, this is episode number eight. And in this episode, we are looking at your entrepreneur blueprint. Now, what exactly is a blueprint? Okay. Now, technically speaking, a blueprint is a master plan. Okay. So if you are going to say build up building, then you need to have the blueprint for that building. If you are going to, you know, build a city, you need to have a master plan or the blueprint for the city. Now, in today's episode, we are not talking about a blueprint for the business, okay? In, on the other hand, we are talking about the blueprint for you as the entrepreneur. In other words, okay, what's your blueprint? Who makes you who you are? Yeah? Why are you so special? What, what is it that you are afraid of certain things? Why is it that, you know, you are um, so passionate about certain things? Why is it that you behave one way in a situation, but you behave in an entirely different way in another situation? Now, all of these are what makes you you, what makes you so unique and so special. Okay, so all of these, I would call them as a blueprint. Yeah, so get ready. We are going to discover what are the forces that makes you who you are and more importantly, what you can do if let's say you wish to change them. All right, let's begin. See, people all behave very differently. All right, and um, I, I give you one example. Yeah, there's this guy whom I know, okay, and he is tough as nails, yeah, when he's negotiating with suppliers or negotiating with uh, competitors, etc. But you know, when he goes home, okay, then all of a sudden he becomes so meek, so mild, so gentle when he is talking with the wife. I mean, the, the tough as nails figure that he shows when he's doing business is totally gone. It's as if I'm talking to a different person, you know. So why is that so? Is it, is it healthy, you know, to have this kind of uh, differences in an individual? Well, apparently in psychology, we believe that it's very healthy. In fact, you need to have that in order to be considered as a healthy individual. Now, can you imagine that if you are a tough as nails person outside and you go home with your family, with your loved ones, and you are also tough as nails, I think it's not going to work very well, don't you? So that is why every one of us, we are so unique. Our mindset, our blueprint, our imprinting, they are all very unique to us. And it is this uniqueness, okay, that actually causes us to become who we are. So in this episode, I want to discuss about how you can find out what are the, you know, form, uh, the formation years of your life, you know, and how it affects you as the entrepreneur that you are today. So how do you understand or how do you find out about your own blueprint, right? Now, let's think about your own experience, yeah? Do you have any particular habits which seems to come to you effortlessly and others which you have to struggle with? I'll give you a personal example. You know, for me, I find it very easy to motivate myself when it comes to my own personal development. But when it comes to doing physical exercise, oh, I have to literally force myself to do it sometimes, you know? In fact, uh, I sometimes feel like I am doing things which I know I shouldn't be doing when my health and weight are concerned. For example, eating junk food even though I know it's bad for me. 
but it just comes so naturally to me and it feels good, you know. So, well, that is my blueprint where my health is concerned. It governs the way I do things. In fact, it is so deeply ingrained into me that I don't even realize that I have a blueprint, yeah? So if I were to use the metaphor of a computer to draw comparison with, you know, it's like all the background programs that are running in your computer while you are performing your tasks. Every now and then you get a glitch and your computer hangs. Your computer hangs at precisely the same point where you are doing a particular task each time, right? And it will continue to hang until you troubleshoot it and make some changes. So let's come to your entrepreneur blueprint. You run your business the way you do because that's already ingrained into you, whether you realize it or not. So for our discussion's sake, let's just say that you feel that customers are a chore, okay? And you feel sick and tired of customers. That's your blueprint. The actions that you take will correspond to that blueprint. You may find yourself unconsciously avoiding talking to customers. And when you do find yourself handling one, you feel uneasy and stressed out. And you don't realize it when you telegraph your emotions to your customers, which they often pick up very well, you know. Logically, you know that you should treat your customers better, but somehow you just find it to be really difficult to do. Okay? So that is the impact and the effect, okay, of your blueprint. It is something that goes on unconsciously and that's where it's dangerous, you know. If let's say your blueprint is positive, it goes on unconsciously, then good for you. But if let's say it is bad, it's negative, it goes contrary to what your business is about, then I think that will be a problem, right? Now, there are various school of thoughts, okay, as to what forms your blueprint. So I'm going to present to you a few of these ideas, okay? The first one came from uh, Dr. Maurice Massey, who is a sociologist here. Yeah? And he suggested that the values that you have in your life, okay, is actually developed through three stages of your growth. And these three stages are uh, imprinting stage, modeling stage, and socialization stage. Now, the imprinting stage would be the most critical one. That would be from the day you were born until you were seven years of age. In other words, okay, the values that you have or the, the thinking that you have, they will form very early on between you and your parents, okay? So that is the imprint stage. Next, when you begin to go to school from the ages of 8 to 13, that's when you begin to get model people, model your teachers, model your friends, etc. Now that will form your values as well, okay? And finally, from the age of 14 to 21, you know that is the age of what we call as the rebellious age, that is where you learn about socializing with people, being hurt, hurting people, you know, feeling anger and all of that. Now, all of those things, right, add up, it forms you into who you are today. So that is the, um, the uh, model, yeah, from Dr. Maurice Messi. But I would like to point you to a different model, okay? And this model is something that is also, uh, I would say, Quite similar, but not exactly 100% the same. And that is the model that I have uh, included in my book, Entrepreneur DNA. Yeah, How your entrepreneur blueprint is formed. Alright, I believe that your entrepreneur blueprint is formed uh, from three different forces. Okay, And the forces are number one, your past. Your past experiences. Number two, who your role models are uh, in the past and in the present. And number three, your inner voice, okay? And that is your inner psychology. Now, all these three factors, all right, they add up and they 
create you. They make you who you are today. Now, let's look at an example about the past. Yeah. Now, we all know that you know we all have a past. And our past is something that affects us either positively or negatively. Now, growing up, I came from, I would say, a middle-class family, not very rich, not poor, but I would say just comfortable, you know. And as I grow up, I will always know that there will be food on the table and then there will always be some, you know, extra for us to get something nice, etc. And then all of that disappeared almost overnight because my father failed in business. And at that time, I was about uh, 15, 16 years old, okay? And that was uh, a very critical part of my life because suddenly I developed the idea that entrepreneur or being in business for yourself is equals to pain and misery because that was exactly what went on in my life at that time. When my dad lost the business, okay, and then we get uh, people calling up to chase for payments, you know, to collect their debts, etc., it was a very, very tough period of our life, you know, in, in my family. So to me, that was something that I equated with being in business. So business to me at that time was just misery. So I told myself, never will I do business for myself. And it took me so long, okay? It took me so long, especially at that time when I still don't know about NLP. It took me so long yeah, to come up from that belief that I have. So what about you? Yeah. What is the belief that you have? And you know, if you trace it back, it could be part of your past that has created the blueprint that you have. So for example, if let's say there is something that uh, bothering you, that something which uh, holds you back where your business is concerned, perhaps it might be a good idea that you actually revisit your past. Think back. What is something that has happened in the past that caused you to be that way? Now, why would it be a good idea for us to, let's say, revisit our past to find out what could be the the cause for something that is holding us back today? Well, knowing it does not necessarily lead to us uh, resolving it. But, you know, when you know it, then you have a better chance for you to do something about it, okay? So that is why, all right, it's necessary or I would say it's very important to our advantage, in fact, for us to know what are the factors in the past that have actually affected us into the kind of entrepreneur that we are today, yeah? So the first one is the past. Next, we look on at the second factor, yeah, which is the role model. Now, who are your business role models, Okay, I don't know about you, but uh, I grew up in a community or I grew up with a group of people who I would say mistrust rich people. Okay, I don't know if you have ever experienced this, but the moment somebody tells you it's like so and so is very rich, and straight away you will hear people say, Yeah, they must be doing some illegal business, that's why they have this kind of uh, richness and all that. And if your value system is you really despise people who do illegal things and all that, guess what? you may have equated being rich with doing illegal things and you may actually be unconsciously sabotaging your own success. Okay, Now, all these things, uh, despite sounding so ridiculous and all that, they all play a role in uh, human psychology because I think in an earlier episode, I mentioned this. All right, In psychology, it's all about psychological. Psychological means that something that is logical may be totally psychotic to somebody else. Okay, so that is why your role model play a very, very important role. Okay, now, uh, some people have even asked, well, my role model is Warren Buffett, 
But how come I'm not as super successful as him? I buy his books, I dress up like him, I do exactly what he does. In fact, if I close my eyes, I really believe I'm Warren Buffett. So how come I'm not as rich as him? Okay, here's another thing. You may actually go the extreme, you know, to actually model someone in order to be like them. But here's another thing to think about. Is that model, in this case, let's just use example of Warren Buffett. Is he the strongest role model that you have in your life? Maybe not, you know. Because there could be other, all right, unconscious role models that you have who is actually exerting a stronger influence and impact in your life. And that's the reason why, okay, you may not get the, the results that your role model or your heroes have because unconsciously you are role modeling somebody else. So when it comes to role model, okay, you need, you need to ask yourself this question. Who are all the role models that you have? Now, we usually equate role models with positive role models. But you may also have negative role models. Like for example, let's say you have a negative role model in the form of an ex-boss whom you totally despise and unfortunately or somehow or another, you became like that ex-boss whom you despise. Now that person has already become a negative role model for you. Now it's very easy to really see you know, uh, whether you are your role model or not and that is by looking at the fruits that you have. If you are following your role model precisely, then you should be getting the fruits that the person is getting, right? Okay. Now, for me, one of the biggest role models that I have is actually Tony Robbins. Now, my life actually changed, totally changed yeah, when I met him in person back in 2004. And, you know, since then, I have told myself is basically I want to do what Tony does. And what he does best is by helping people achieving breakthrough. And I continued, I learned the things that he learned, NLP, and I started to help people. And through the courses that I teach, the seminars and the, and the classes that I teach, I have been helping people make breakthroughs and changes in their lives. So in this situation, we can see that whatever role model that you have, the biggest proof whether or not you are using the right role model will be, are you getting the same fruits? So if, for example, you are not getting the fruits that your role model is having, perhaps, okay, now I'm saying just perhaps, it is nothing wrong with you. It is just that you may be unconsciously role modeling somebody else. So if you found out that you are role modeling somebody else, what should you do? The immediate thing that you can do is to tell yourself that you can change the role model. Okay. Now, it, it can be as simple as realizing that, hey, I have been following this negative role model and I'm going to stop that and I'm going to choose to follow another positive role model that I have. Okay. Yes, it can be as simple as that, right? Now, why is it so? It's because psychologically, we believe that people are born to be two things. Number one, we are born to become copycats. And number two, we are born to become rebellious. Let me just give you uh, an example like this, yeah? Now, think of your parents. Are you either very much like your parents or you have either grown up to be the opposite of your parents? Okay? Now, this is something that is very common all over the world, yeah? Whereby some people, they either love their parents so much that they grow up into the exact people whom their parents were. 
or some people who hated all right, their parents so much so that they become completely opposite of what their parents were. So you see, okay, for us to change role models and all that, it is something that is in your power. But first, you must realize, okay, who is it that is exerting this influence in your life? And the moment you realize that, that is when you are able to make some real changes in your life. Now, let's move on to the third and the last factor that actually influence your entrepreneur blueprint. And that is your inner voice. Now, your inner voice refers to your inner psychology. In other words, okay, who is it that you are listening to? Now, some people, they believe that they, are, they have schizophrenia, they have got mental issues, psychological problems, and they complain about hearing voices in their head. Now, to healthy people, it is actually you know, very normal for us to hear voices in our head. In fact, okay, every one of us, we hear voices in our head uh, at one time or another. The only issue is when those voices become overly critical, it becomes very negative influence to us and it affects our life and our psychological well-being, then that becomes a problem. So if you actually hear some voices in your head, I would like to ask you this question. Are your voices generally gentle and kind to you or are your voices harsh and critical? Okay, it makes a big difference, you know. Imagine that you have a voice in your head that is like your cheerleader, that is like the motivational speaker or the motivational partner of yours that is always, you know, pushing you forward in your business. When you fall down, he or she, that voice, will be the one who um, encourages you to get back up again. Now, imagine if you have that voice. Now, won't it be like an awesome partner, an awesome voice to have? Now, compare it to another voice whereby that voice only knows how to complain, that voice only knows how to criticize, that voice only knows how to uh, make you feel bad about yourself. So your inner voice is actually very, very important. Okay, So what inner voice do you have? Now, I'm here to give you some good news. And that is, if you find that your inner voice is generally critical, then I would like to let you know that you can do something about it. Okay, So... Would you like to learn how to do that? See, to quiet or to make your inner voice becomes your inner partner, okay, it is necessary to know that your inner voice is talking to you because your inner voice has an unmet need. For some people who has an inner voice that keeps on, you know, criticizing them and all that, when you dig deeper, it could be because the inner voice just wants to protect you. Okay, protect you from making mistakes that will make you feel bad about yourself again or you know, keep you from making decisions that is going to hurt you in the long run. So instead of like, you know, uh, getting you to, to listen to it nicely, they resort to the ways that they have been brought up growing up. All right? Role models again, whereby they begin to nag you or they begin to you know, uh, frighten you, criticize you with the hope of you are going to listen. So knowing it, here is something that we and helpers we believe in, and that is behind every action is a positive intention. So even if your inner voice is one of those, okay, that is like so critical, then what you can do is actually you can find out what is its positive intention. Now let me share with you a real story about this lady whom I have met in my early days as an helper. I was conducting a seminar in Miri, and you know, up come this particular lady who was uh, overweight. And she had some issues with her self-confidence. 
So, you know, she confided in me that uh, she was actually, she felt bad about herself because uh, she passed up on uh, opportunity for promotion, okay, in her organization. And the reason for that was because she felt that she wouldn't be able to do a good job. Yeah. And underlying it though, it is not that. Because her manager actually was telling her that she would be promoted, that she is fit for that promotion. Yet she turned it down and she passed the opportunity to somebody else. So she went back and she felt like she was so stupid to pass up that opportunity. Yet, okay, in her inner voice, the inner voice kept on criticizing her, talks about her weight, how she presents herself, she won't be able to do a good job. So she came to me, you know, and she like literally broke down in front of me. As I was talking to her, I put her into you know a relaxed state of mind. And when we began having conversations with her unconscious or you can say her subconscious mind, and she began to have a good heart-to-heart conversation with herself. Okay, and I was there as a listener, of course. And she found out one thing, you know, that what her unconscious wanted was for her to be happy. However, the unconscious was using the wrong way to talk to her in a way that actually belittles her, makes her feel hurtful. So, in other words, okay, her mind wanted to protect her, but probably is using the wrong way. So, what she did was she began to have a heart-to-heart communication with her mind. And they came to, uh, I would say, a mutual understanding, okay, whereby the unconscious mind realizes that the best way to help this lady is to talk gently to her. And this lady realizes that when the unconscious mind talks to her, it is for her own good. So after that conversation that we had, okay, uh, this lady went back to the manager and told that the man told the manager that she changed her mind and she's ready to take on the promotion. Unfortunately, <laughs> what happened was the manager told her that uh, we have already, you know, uh, opened up this uh, position for to be internally promoted. There were a few candidates, so if you want to, uh, we have to. You have to go through the interview, right? Now, in the past, she would probably have just said, uh, "If that's the case, never mind," because she she had lack of self confidence at that time. But after she had settled that inner voice in her head, she actually told the managers and she said, yeah, that, that's fine, that's fair. She wants to have an equal chance, okay, for the interview. And about a month later, okay, I received a, a very happy message from her that says that she got the job. She was a manager now, okay? So you see, all right, when you have a critical inner voice, okay, the inner voice is critical of you, uh, find out what is the positive intention that that inner voice has. And the moment you acknowledge that and you ask your inner voice, what are some, uh, I would say, creative alternatives in order to achieve the common goal, then you will be able to actually take more positive actions in your life. All right? So here are the three forces, okay, that I believe actually form your entrepreneur uh, blueprint, okay? Number one is your past, the things that have happened in your past. Now, with the past, you know that um, past is past. You don't have to stay there, you know. That's the beautiful thing about the past. It has already happened. What you can do, learn from it and move on with your life. The next thing is your role model. You may be consciously thinking, I'm following this good role model, but you may be unconsciously actually following the negative role model in your life. 
And by bringing that to awareness and realizing that, you are able to begin making positive changes to actually change the role model. Okay. And number three will be the inner voice that you have. Okay, the inner voice, your psychology, who is talking to you, is it in a nice, friendly way, who is always cheering you on? Or, as we have shared earlier, is the inner voice continually just uh, criticizing you, belittling you, you know? And we also know that if you are able to just uh, appreciate, all right, the intent behind that criticism and all that, you can find mutual ground as to how to work together to achieve success in your life as an entrepreneur. Okay. Now, so, you know, I hope you have enjoyed this episode about your uh, entrepreneur blueprint. Now, if you want to know more about it, all right, look for my book, Entrepreneur DNA. I believe that it is still sold in Kinokuniya or, or a few other bookstores in town. Okay. So it will share with you more about the role of blueprint, how you can change it, etc. I have some interesting cases there of real stories uh, of people who have changed their blueprint as well. Okay, so know that the blueprint is something that is part of you. It is something that plays a very important role in who you are and the kind of entrepreneur that you are today. Yeah, and if you are not happy with uh, who you are today, then you know that you have the personal power to make some changes. Okay, you are who you are today for a reason, and the reason is always for you to learn so that you can become a better person, a better entrepreneur. Alright, that's all the time that we have for this episode and uh, thank you very much for listening again and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Alright, take care. Bye.